Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Bloodline and chaos. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Let me talk to you. What's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It's you and it's me, and it's all things wrestling right here on the In This League podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe to In This League, and don't forget to join the ITL Army over on Patreon, and follow us on social media at In This Ring and Joe Pizzapia17, and make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcast to In This Ring, and what a Royal Rumble it was. We got exactly what we wanted, exactly what we needed. Was everything perfect? No, but we're going to break it all down in some of the aftermath as well. But certainly from a numbers perspective, going out of Raw 30 with a over 2 million number, having the largest Royal Rumble never ever in terms of viewership, that's huge for WWE. Now, of course, that's skewed a little bit because, of course, they do it on a Saturday. So now people can watch it on Saturday and Sunday. So that is very smart and cagey of them. But Nonetheless, it was a very popular event, a very strong Royal Rumble. Some people have some things to say about it. And I want Brian Drake, who is back again, to say more things about it. Drake was here last week to talk about the preview. And I thought we might as well talk about the post game as well, since we previewed the whole thing. Uh, Brian, I know you watched this with your kids, just like I did. We had our picks going. We had, uh, you know, one through 30. We had names going, crossing people off, highlighting who we got right. If you got them in the right spot, you got a bonus. We had a great time doing that. The show did run a little long. What did you think overall out of 10 or maybe the five stars since it is wrestling? What would you give the Royal Rumble? <laughs> yeah, uh, the old Meltzer star system. Um, uh, old yeah. Dave. Oh, what's that? Oh, Kenny Omega was eating a sandwich. Seven and a half stars. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so glad to be back. Tons of good feedback. Uh, on the appearance last week, so I'm, I'm very glad to be back. And I hear I got the seal of approval from your daughter. Yes, my oldest daughter, fan of the show. She really likes. She's got. He's got a really good voice, much better than you. She said pretty much. Oh, I don't, that's I what don't she was that at all. To. Yeah, well, uh, you know, that, but that's okay. You know, I mean, kids are never impressed by by us. Like, no. not no, completely unimpressed. But yes, uh, a lot of good positive things came. Everybody loved the show last week, so we're bringing you back on. So give the stars. Go ahead, Meltzer. I'm going to get you yeah, full so Meltzer here. Well, I would say this. You know what? I think that at the end of the day, we get our we get everything our judgments clouded by the result. And we saw the end of the rumble and we we got Cody and we got some Sami Zayn and mm-hmm. and we got Rhea Ripley who we thought about. But then when you really look back at it and you look and you say, "Well, and I know we'll cover all this in depth, but just from a, you know, 30,000 foot view, the Women's title match with Bianca Belair and and uh, Alexa Bliss was terrible, and they just yeah you know yeah. now we got a little something after the match the Uncle Howdy thing the pitch black match okay maybe it was visually appealing for a moment but otherwise 
uninspiring. We've got Uncle Howdy now jumping off the cage. It's like, oh, when are we going to really move this story along? It's so slow. It is. Uh, we got that, that's my thing. It's like, no matter oh. what the payoff is, is it going to take too long before we even get to it that it doesn't matter? That's people my, don't, I don't think people care anymore. I think they're, they're over it too. I'm over it. I'm over it. I thought the same thing. And I tweeted this too. I was like, by the time we get, I did a whole, I never do threads. I'm not a Twitter thread guy. I don't do this, but I did. I had a lot of takeaways. And one of them was by the time we get to this, whatever the payoff is for this whole thing, does anybody care anymore? Like whether you can, we can argue if it's worth it. It's not worth it. Is it good? Is it bad? But does anybody really care? And I'm worried that we're past that point already. Like, I feel like there should have been a, a positioning already towards that. That's that's kind of my beef with it. But you're right. Everything in between the two Rumble matches and then the finale at the end, the main event, everything in between just kind of felt blah. Yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a seven. Uh, not that many great returns. Seven out of although 10. there you go. We yeah, we nailed a, a few things on the show. We talked about Pat McAfee. And he came out. He wasn't in the Rumble. He was in the Rumble. Man, we were so close. Had he gotten earlier to the airport, maybe he would. I, I, You know what? I think they did a good job. There were two things that I liked a lot. Number one, it wasn't a lot of cheap pop member berry nonsense. It was all the boys and girls in the back who were working all year long with a few mm -hmm. Booker T, Michelle McCool kind of things here and there. No, no joke segments, no horn swoggle, no none of that nonsense, yeah. which I think if you had any questions, if triple H was still running creative, I mean, that reeks of triple H like give, you're giving opportunities to the people who are your everyday workers. I thought that was very clear. He was doing, and I think that they did a very good job of setting up everything that's going to happen post rumble from the rumble, whether it be the Mysterio judgment day stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know, Gunter stuff, like all that stuff. It, you could see there was a plan and you see where they're going, the Becky Bailey stuff. Like in both of them, they did a really good job of kind of saying, all right, here's what you're going to get the next four months. And I thought overall that was great and and a sight for sore eyes after the last few years. And talking about Triple H's fingerprints all over everything, what did we see a ton of that we never saw with Vince? NXT folks coming up, making yeah. an impact, and now hopefully seeing them come up to the main roster uh, as we're seeing in the women's elimination chamber where now, okay, when they get to the main roster, they don't become the Viking Raiders and they're a joke. And you're like, Oh my God. And Bo Dallas, like Vince killed these folks when they came yeah, up from NXT did. for the mm -hmm. most part. I thought triple H did a great job of that with some of the NXT folks. Yeah. The NXT women too, uh, a lot of usage there, which let me tell you something for those of you not watching NXT and I stopped for a while. I started up again recently checking in, you know, rushing through the DVR, checking some things out. Tiffany Stratton is the real deal. She's incredible. Soul Rucka, obviously the promo's got to come a long way, but athletically, off the charts. Uh, I think Roxanne Perez could be on the main roster now. I honestly do. Like, she is that good. Uh, Zoe Stark is terrific. She was in the Rumble. Roxy was in the Rumble. Uh, Indy Hartwell. Look, Indy's very proficient. I don't know if she's got the star power thing, but I think Zoe Stark does. I think she is absolute money in the bank, and I think that Roxy is ready too. And they've got the women... I'm telling you, they carried NXT two weeks ago on that show. Uh, absolutely carried. It was great. Let's let's go to the men's Royal Rumble and let, let's go through this here and uh, kind of break it down for everybody. Um, if you didn't see it by now, I don't know what the heck you were waiting for. Uh, <laughs> you've got uh, Gunter coming out at one and Gunter really has. I mean, he went wire to wire. He was my pick at the end with Cody. It was originally Seth, and then I changed it on my little piece of paper. I was like, you know what? I think it's going to be Gunter at the end of the day. I think they're going to try to elevate him even more, and they did, and it was great, and he came out great. 
Um, to me, he was the other big story from the men's rumble that, you know, not just lasting through, but then that mini match that you got between him and Cody, that feels almost like a tease for next year of like, okay, this is the future of where we're going. And I'm here for it. If that's what the future is. And you had that moment in the ring where he stood face to face with Brock Lesnar to kind of yeah. put him on oh, that. Yeah. Give me hey, that I'm a monster too kind of thing. <clears throat> I saw on, on Twitter this week, photos of, of, of Gunther and, and his, you know, former iteration. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And the progress, the, the, the body transformation, if you will. Yeah. I mean, he was Stunning. just a fat dude. Yeah. You know, and now a, he looks great. There's a big chubby kid who liked wrestling with green hair and then uh, wearing pink singlets. And, you know, the first, I think like the third or fourth iteration of the pictures I saw, that's when I saw him for the first time. He was just like a big, you know, just hoss kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, over his Imperium time in NXT and NXT UK and all that stuff, like he's just come so far um, physically, but also in ring wise. And I love it. Like he's real throwback, which is kind of cool. Um, you got the Miz in, you got Sheamus in at two and three, uh, the Kofi spot again, this is two years in a row where the Kofi spot goes sour. Enough. Should we abandon the Kofi spot? Here's yes, a question. Please Just be done enough. with this. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm with you on there. Uh, you had Gargano in this for quite some time. I was not sure if he was going to get an opportunity. He did. Uh, you had Woods carrying cross Chad Gable, Drew McIntyre carrying cross. Uh, I already said that though. Sorry about that. Santos Escobar, Angelo Dawkins. Again, these are all the guys from inside uh, Brock Lesnar. A uh, great moment there. As you pointed out, uh, loved seeing that Lesnar in and out fast, which is good. And we've eliminated by Bobby Lashley. So yeah. you're building then there's another good storyline. They're building uh, Corbin, Seth Rollins towards the end was great. Otis was in it. Rey Mysterio, not in it. I thought this was really cool. This was well handled. Apparently he had a little bit of an injury. So they just kind of went into that and kind of said, well, you know, let's feed into that concept. You can't come out and wrestle. You might as well get your money's worth out of it. I love Dominic coming out next. He, and the fact that he couldn't rip the mask was just so perfect. Like it was like, I'm a tough guy, sort of, kind of. And he couldn't do it. I love that, Drake. I love They're doing it. a good job with this Dominic bit. And at the beginning, I didn't like it. I, cause oh, I, I thought it was rushed. I didn't like Dominic on the main roster. He looked like a little kid in the ring with adults. I mean, to be honest, he's a very young guy. I mean, he's not that old. Right. No. Uh, so to see him now grow with this judgment day, they did the right thing, getting him away from his dad, putting him into this kind of character now where they make fun of him going to jail and all that. It, it's, it's kind of funny. So funny. And, and at the end of the day, people are going to hate him, but then, very Eddie Guerrero like they'll start to like him with his goofiness and, and his work in the ring. He'll turn things around maybe you know, a year or two from now. Look, it's, I never ever thought he would go anywhere. And I, I mean, it went from being, I can't watch this guy to, I can't wait for him to come out because they've kind of just embraced the ridiculousness of it. And he has to, to his credit, he has. And the more he plays into it seriously, <clears throat> it, the more it works. I, it's just, it's entertaining. I don't know how far we can go from it. I don't know where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get the payoff with Rey Mysterio at least. And, you know, look, maybe it's going to be better than we think. Uh, Finn Balor, Elias, Booker T, Damian Priest, Montez Ford. Then we get Edge coming in. So you get the whole Edge stuff going on, which was terrific. Uh, always like seeing Edge. Him coming back at the Royal Rumble a couple years ago was just magnificent. What a pop. So, so good. Uh, Austin Theory uh, in this one. Omos, which I didn't surprise that he was going to be. And he was. Braun Strowman, Ricochet. Then who do you get? My boy, Logan Paul and Logan Paul and Ricochet. I must've watched this like, I don't know, 27 times by now. 
I can't get enough of it. The two guys springboarding from the top rope across the ring at each other. I mean, if we don't get that match at WrestleMania, I think we're going to get Seth Rollins and Ricochet is where they're going, which I'm all about. I think that's or Seth be... Rollins and Logan Paul. Well, Seth Rollins and yeah. Logan Paul. Sorry about that. Yes. I think that's where we're working towards, which low key could steal whatever night <laughs> that's on. No but question. that Ricochet Logan Paul stuff too. I mean, let's put those guys together too. What did you think of Logan Paul coming at 29? And what do you think about uh, once again, him just coming in, kicking ass and being like star of the show again? Full disclosure, before all this wrestling stuff, I don't like Logan Paul. I, I think he's kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of jerk off with he's his douchey. brother. He's douchey. And, yeah. You know, and, yeah, he's a douche. Uh, my kids <laughs> like his little new energy drink. They saw it at the grocery store. And did you see there was a funny spot? He was hiding outside the ring. Someone handed him one of his energy drinks and he like cracked it, took a sip out of it. And then he went and did that spot. So he's like, like basically like hiding on the floor. You forgot he was in the rumble. <laughs> You know, and then he comes in at the end. Uh, so that, yeah. that was pretty fun. He definitely does not take himself too serious out there. But I'll give the kid this. He's a great athlete and he can do a lot of fun things in the charisma ring. for miles, dude. Yeah. Charisma for my like he gets it like whatever pro wrestling is that combination of charisma, athleticism, communication, like that weird combination of skills. He has it like he is the most natural guy I've ever seen, not from this world, come into this world and be good. Like he is just yeah. it's off the chart. And I understand that. Look, I get he's rehearsed his match more than anybody else and all that stuff. But you know what? Give him credit for rehearsing his match as much as he does. Give him credit yeah. for putting the work in because the guy takes it seriously. Uh, and then we get Cody at 30, which is exactly where he should be because you protect Cody. He's coming back from an injury. Everybody knows he's going to be there. You build it up. And it's funny. There's there's a narrative last weekend that was building a lot about. Oh, people are going to revolt. You know, if it's not Sami Zayn, they're going to, you know, they're going to ruin this Cody thing. And I feel like this, I want to get your take on this, Brian, mm -hmm. because th this is kind of a multi-layered thing. I think a lot of those people who, you know, made the whole Daniel Bryan yes movement thing. I think a lot of those people left WWE already. And now they're just AEW marks. Like they're just there for AEW. They don't care what WWE is anymore. They've already gone. And I think the ones that are left that felt that way, those fans, who, you know, not saying they're right or wrong for feeling the way they did back then, but the hijacking of the shows that used to go on, they love Cody because Cody was the guy that said, you know, here's middle fingers to you. I'm going to go make my own thing and be a star and gave them this alternative and gave them AW basically. So it was like, it's hard to be mad at Cody. Like it, it's hard to hijack that away from Cody. I don't see that being a problem here. I don't see that like the fan base at any point in the next couple months revolting against Cody Rhodes no. the way they have against when they shoved, you know, Roman down people's throats or this guy down their throats. What do you think about that? Do you think I'm off base? Or do you think that like, this is going to, you know, that, that people will try to, I don't know, hijack the shows again, or no, you know, it should be Sammy winning the belt or any of that stuff. Well, you make a good point about him coming in instantly getting a top spot and quote unquote, being shoved down fans throats because he is, although Fans love the story because they love his dad and they want to see that come to fruition. And let's be honest, we need new good talent for Roman Reigns to fight, right? Because he's, he's run out of everybody people. else. <laughs> it's very Hogan-esque where they're like, we just got to yeah. find some new monster for him to fight. So the question now becomes, what do the fans do if they, they have to somehow finish this bloodline story? before they can go to Cody or do you run two simultaneous stories and you have reigns on both nights of mania one night he fights Sammy one night he fights Cody but then no one will care about the Cody story 
Yeah, I think what we're trending towards now is the one night of Roman on the second night. And I think we're trending towards, it seems like elimination is going to be Sammy versus Roman. We'll probably take an, uh, an L there. So that'll be put to bed. And then you'll have the Usos and KO and Sammy on night one. I think that might headline night one. Well, we got the Usos get... breaking up though. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I think that is short-lived. I think eventually okay. Jay comes back into the fold and that's what really starts to piss people off. It's like Jay almost does the right thing and then doesn't. That'll certainly irk people. Um, it was also smart to put the men where they did. So that way there was, it was like, no, we're not gonna do any bloodline stuff in this rumble because it would make no sense theoretically for any of those guys to be in the rumble. It was smart to put it up front, get the Cody moment, get everything. Everyone was hyped up. It was great. We already talked about the, the matches in the middle. For what it's worth, the, the visual of the pitch black was kind of cool for like the first five minutes. And then after that, I just, I kept thinking of monster golf. Do you have that where you live? Yeah. Like and the, black the confetti and, and the cups that yeah. got splashed yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's it, like, whatever. What next for LA night? I actually went after you and I talked mm-hmm. last week, I went and watched like a half an hour shoot interview as he was Eli Drake living in, in, uh, in LA after, you know, being fired or whatever happened with him. Uh, so it was, it was fun. I watched that just the NWA kind of more... days. <clears throat> Cause he was great there. He was great. Yeah, NWA, I started... he was great in impact. Um, I got, I think I know the interview you're talking about. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission at us customs and border protection. We go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yeah it's uh i forgot the kid's name but he's got a big smile and great hair um, Chris <laughs> Olivet or something like that. Oh I don't yeah, know his name. yeah, yeah. Chris Whatever Van Vliet, his name. is that his name? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. good interview. So, uh, but yeah, but where do we go now with LA Knight? I mean, it's not like he's going to keep fighting you know Bray Wyatt. I don't think. I don't think this loss hurt LA Knight at all. I I'll tell you where crowd... we go with LA Knight after this. I, you know, I don't know. I think you give him something though. I got. I think the fa- the fans want it. So I think you find whoever the crowd is kind of really just over and done with, and you let LA Knight just tear them to pieces for the next three months, like just verbally assault them. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know how that is on the SmackDown roster. I'd have to look for a name, but I don't, I think LA Knight out of the two, you know, this whole feud, I think if you ask, if you put a poll out there, who do you want to watch next? Do you want to watch more Bray Wyatt stuff? Or do you want to watch LA Knight? I think it's LA Knight. I really do. I think all the momentum's with him, which is crazy. If you watch LA Knight, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, who he modeled his promos after, who he modeled some of his moves in the ring after, and they can do the exact same thing that they did a year ago with Kevin Owens, and you put him with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because, <laughs> you probably could. Because you probably now could. you, 
because I mean the everything that LA Knight does is a ripoff of Stone Cold Steve Austin in in some form, you know, in a way. So now you put him out there. He can just talk, 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 talk every week. Then you have some vignette of Austin talking about it. You never need Austin anywhere because the fans are so over him. It mm. won't matter. People want to see Austin. If he beats Knight, who cares? Then Knight comes out uh, the next night on Raw or, or SmackDown or whatever he comes out on. And he's still a million bucks now because he's getting the rub from Austin. I would love to see that. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I'm all for it. I think it would be great. Um I don't disagree with you at all. It it seems like Austin's not going to do the wrestling from what it seems. But again, I don't know if that's just supposed to be throwing us off or whatever. The problem is they don't have a lot of heels on the SmackDown roster right now. I'm looking at it just to see if they're an out somewhere. Um, that's the problem is they really don't have anybody for him to go at it with. Uh, you know, you don't want to get him involved in the bloodline stuff or any of that stuff necessarily either. So it's tricky unless you move somebody over um, or move him over to Raw you're kind of at a loss right now because I don't see anybody that that kind of shapes what I'm talking about. You, could you know move. what? Actually, you know what it is? I got the guy. I got the guy. Carrying Cross. Crowd hates him already. Crowd doesn't <laughs> like him. You just unleash that mouth on Carrying Cross all day long. Uh, I that is that is your you take it to WrestleMania. The match itself won't be good because Carrying's not very good in the ring, but all the stuff leading up to it will be entertaining enough and people will love LA Knight and you put him you put him over Carrion. I that's what that's what I do. One more crazy idea. The LA will do another backlot brawl. The Miz and LA Knight. Get these that was what together. I was getting. They, they could talk, 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 talk at the LA thing, movie star, whatever. That'd be fun. I love it too. I'm all for that. That was my first inclination, but I was like, oh, well, he's not on the right roster. I don't know how much that matters nowadays. It doesn't seem like right. it matters at all. Uh, but I'm with you. Miz would be my number one choice. Carrying Cross would be two because Carrying Cross already, but everybody hates him. So that's the thing. It's like you could just completely get over there. The match with the Miz would be far better, though. Far better match because Knight's pretty good in the ring. All right. For the women's side, you got Rhea Ripley at one, Liv Morgan at two. They went the distance. Liv Morgan a couple years ago was eliminated more, uh, quicker than anybody else, nine seconds. She was second longest ever uh, now behind Rhea Ripley, who went wire to wire. What a difference a couple years make. Uh, I think that was very smart. I think it was well done. Also, terrific elimination, like physical elimination at the very end where she hurricanrunned her out of the mm -hmm. ring on the from the apron. I thought that was really well done. Perfection there. Rhea Ripley's who everybody wanted. We got Rhea Ripley. And then Rhea Ripley has already chosen Charlotte Flair, which I think is great because there's some history there. I have no idea where they're going to go with Bianca unless you turn Haas, Asuka heel maybe or Raquel heel. I don't think you're going to live... Morgan and Bianca. I don't know if that's necessarily WrestleMania, but I'll tell you what, like the Charlotte Rhea thing is going to be fascinating because I just don't know how it Rhea is technically a heel, but I feel like the crowd's going to be with her for that match. If that makes sense. That's a good point because Charlotte is playing a baby face right now. She's not a good baby face. She's a great heel. Yeah. She needs to be the heel. Uh, so I see where you're talking there or in the match. Rhea will be, uh, We'll be over with the crowd. Here's the thing, though. We've got Cody and we've got Rhea that won both matches, betting favorites going into that. Does that bum you out a little bit that it was so obvious the two people that were going to win? Like, no one else was going to win that women's match but Rhea Ripley. You know, I, I think normally it would, but because we've we've had a bunch of years for the most part where we don't get what should be, it was nice to just get what we should get. Cause you know, it's going to be high quality and let's kind of reset the playing cards a little bit. 
And then next year, I think all bets are off. Next year, I think you've established, okay, there's a baseline for predictability of actually getting the things that are right. Like it's, it's the Rick good Boog's call, time next call. year, baby. Well, but I mean, I think you might get something. <laughs> you might get LA Knight. You might get somebody that you didn't even think like you might get somebody like, holy crap, and use it to actually put a rocket ship on somebody. I yeah. think you might get that next year, but you had to almost set a baseline with Triple H of saying, okay, we're just not going to screw this up this year. And you know what? They just didn't screw it up this year. Um, the NXT women were fun surprises in this match. You had Piper Niven getting her name back with, thank God. She's I think you mentioned drop. that, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. One of the many predictions last week, finally, good. and because Piper's good. Uh, what the hell was that do drop anyway chelsea uh, how Green about returns? how yeah. about mcafee and Corey graves and michael cole michael cole was having the time of his life out there that was the best he's ever well been. he's just so happy to see pat mcafee back those three <laughs> together were fantastic and the, the subtle yeah. digs they're throwing in and the little thing about do drop and they're saying oh she's dropping something and <laughs> la, la, la. it's it's great it they were good. really good and apparently they didn't legitimately didn't know that McAfee was going to be there, which is amazing. Like, I guess his flight landed 20 minutes before and they got him to the arena on time. So crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Chelsea Green eliminated immediately after her return, which is interesting. Um, interesting way to get somebody return. But you know what? They're setting up this Karen character who complains about everything. So I guess that's fine. Uh, I worry that th I saw the segment on Raw Monday night and I'm already like, this girl's dead in the water with this gimmick. Like it's possible. I mean, it's possible. It's your Vicky Guerrero, essentially. Essentially, yes, but she's pretty good in the ring. And you know, having watched her do the independent scene for the last year, she's um she's pretty good on the microphone. So she might be able to she might be able to save it. I'm gonna give it time. I'm with you. Like my first instinct is kind of like I don't know, but we'll find out. Um, I love the Oscar returns. What we wanted. Uh, this different characters, terrific. I think next year, um, my pick automatically is going to be EO. I think they're slowly building her up to be hmm. where she should be, which is EO's a star, um, uh, in every facet. And if we're going to maybe build to EO and Oscar or something like that at WrestleMania next year, that would not shock me. But I'm telling you right now, like, EO's the one next year we're talking about, like, who we're going to use the Rumble to elevate into star. That's the woman, the men. It's a couple people you could put in that mix, but uh, let's get to the bloodline stuff because yes. this was great. The match itself was great. Um, I, I I don't know if I would say it's, I think I like their previous match, the two of them together more than this one, but look, the whole unfolding of everything, which we know was, you know, it was built up. It was ready to go. We, we had it lined up there. It was executed extremely well. You have the moment after they handcuff him to the ropes and the whole thing. And, you know, Sammy take the chair and then he hits Roman. Roman gets laid out. And then, of course, you have, you know, the Jay Uso fall out there where Jay just leaves after they beat the crap out of Sammy. They rip the shirt off of him. The whole thing. It was it was very mafiosa start to finish. It was very good fellas -y kind of stuff. It was so good. It, you almost forgot you were watching wrestling. Like, <laughs> I just thought I was watching a show. Like it felt like something out of, I don't know, one of the better dramas or something. What'd you think about how it all went down in the main event? We as wrestling fans are conditioned to hate what we know is coming and pray for the surprise. We love the shock, the return. Oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. We all knew this was coming and we loved it. Mm -hmm. And we were waiting for it. We knew it was going to happen. As soon as that chair came in the ring and they're all standing there, we go, oh, we know what's going to happen here. And we're like, just waiting for it. Like, come on. 
and Give the it pop to him, was baby. insane when he hits Roman with the chair. I mean, not the greatest watch chair. The clips on Twitter when he hits Roman, the building explodes. Yeah. Which give them credit, they had been through two Royal Rumbles and some boring stuff in the middle. They were the crowd was good. The crowd that's was great what they were there for. for. And you know what? You're right. It was what they were there for. And in the words of Batista, they gave him what they want, and and they <laughs> give me what I want. But they also, it's it comes out like. Okay, everybody knows how Hamlet ends, right? Hamlet dies at the end. Okay. Nobody cares. All right. So I, I, I don't remember that from 30 years ago, but okay. Well, whatever. The point <laughs> is, people go to see somebody play Hamlet because they want to see how they execute it. And if, it, if you, all that matters is, can you do a good job? Can you make me feel so at the end I care about the character? That's it. It's yeah. not, a, it's like everybody knows how it ends. Doesn't matter. It's about the execution of it. They executed this perfectly, mm-hmm. and now they're going to roll into Montreal of all places for this event, which is such a smart thing to do. Because that a lot Bret Hart screw job when they were running those Canadian tours, oh, and you're going to have Jay Uso, I think, eventually screw him out, and the heat on the Usos and the Bloodline is going to be through the roof. And I think you are going to get KO and and him going against the Usos. I think they're going to just let Cody and Roman have their night, let Sammy have his night against the Usos. That's the revenge, like because they kept him from the title. And that's how you protect everybody. You give Sammy his WrestleMania moment. You give Cody his WrestleMania moment. You create a new star there. It's all there. And once again, it's like, I don't care if it's predictable. If you execute it well, it's it's good. I showed my wife the clips because there's no way she was staying up for that. She watched Raw 30. So she saw that, you know, four hour opening segment with, uh, you know, the court appearance. See, everybody's and- complaining. I thought that was the best hour I've seen of Raw in forever. It was great. It, Even it, the match was fine. good. So she was in, she got it. You know, she was asking questions and why, why is this guy with him? So then I went in the back and I showed her, Hey, this is what happened. And usually when it's something wrestling related, she's like, I don't care. Like show me later. She was into it. And I was showing her, Oh, this is what happened when Jey Uso left. Mm -hmm. And here's him hitting it with the chair and all. And she was kind of into it. And that's what shows you, you can hook the casual. And now it's like, okay, we got a good story here. And I've heard people calling this mix. I've heard people calling it the best storyline they've done since, Million dollar man, you know, the million dollar belt with Andre the Giant Honestly, and Earl Hebner. It might be the best wrestling story and faction ever. And, you know, I said this. I was like, forget the Four Horsemen and the NWO and all that stuff. Because, you know, although that stuff was huge and did huge merch and huge numbers and all those things, and DX and this faction and that faction, there's never been something that was this kind of level of storytelling for this long with one champion around it that also had comedy. I mean, just straight up hilarious stuff going on here that moved nurch, uh, moved merch, moved the needle as, as Roman Reigns likes to say, all that stuff is there. And we still haven't gotten the payoff. Like this was act three of a four act play where everything falls apart now. And this is the, this is the act three where it all just disintegrates. And then act four is going to be that WrestleMania, that month leading up to that. And it is, absolutely stunning how well they've done in terms of telling that story here's my question to you and you've got a good wrestling mind joe how do you now get roman roman is front and center in this storyline and how do you get him away from the story and into the cody feud because i'm telling you people won't care they like cody but there's no feud right now between cody and roman reigns there's absolutely zero They planted some seeds for it in the Cody promo, which was very good because he was talking about, you know, there's more than one royal family in wrestling. I think if there's enough heat on this family collectively, when Jey Uso screws Sammy out of this belt, 
I think, and look, maybe you have Cody having that run in too. Maybe he's the guy that comes in after Sammy and Kevin get it from them. And maybe he gets his too. Maybe it becomes like this us against the world, this trio of guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see it being that if they want to include him, but I think they've set the bar of was like, somebody has to take out the head of the family. Somebody's got to take out the head of the table, the tribal chief. So we have to look to Cody to do it. And then we're going to have to look to Kevin and Sammy to do, to be the guys around him as the support. Because again, we've, we've proven that you can't do it alone. Kevin Owens can't do it alone. You kind of have to create your own little group there. And I think that would be look and look, you can then branch off of that. If Cody gets the belt and then, you know, three, four months from now, you want to run Kevin Owens and, and Cody Rhodes at, at SummerSlam. You could do that. And that's money in the bank. Like people are going to take my money, take my money. I'm in for that. But you're right. They they have to connect them. They're starting to, they're laying the groundwork for them. You haven't seen Roman and Cody yet. I think you're going to see that. I think elimination chambers where you start that. But I think if Jay turns back on him, then I think you've set up this whole thing where it's like the bloodline has now completely gone rogue and you just want somebody to avenge it, you know? And like, Sammy's not the guy and, and look, he's not, he's not the guy to be the, the face of the company. Like, so let's all, be, let's all be honest with ourselves. He's not, I love Sammy. Mm-hmm. You make him the face of the company. No, but you can absolutely create a great buzz. You can make that a night one WrestleMania main event against the Usos and KO and Sammy beating the Usos for those belts. And then at the end of that Monday after raw, uh, after WrestleMania, after Cody wins too, you got the three of them holding all those belts. I mean, that's a pretty nice moment right there. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how they do it because they kind of got to hurry up and do it. We got to, got to get this. Yeah, thing you moving. do. You're right. You're hundred percent right. You know, we got to find a Bianca Belair opponent. We got to find a feud for Rome. Who's your Bianca Belair pick opponent? Who is it? And if they, I mean, if they don't bring Rousey back, I don't think that's happening. Do you get a three way maybe with, um, with Becky and, and Bailey, you you include that in the mix. I mean, I don't know. No, I think you keep Becky and Bianca away from each other. I think that's a tough spot there. You know, unless you're going to have Becky win again, then, you know, Bailey's there to take the pin, you know, so that Bianca doesn't look weak. I don't know. It's tricky. They're in a weird spot with Bianca. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that uh, pans out. But like you said, we kind of have to get there quickly. In the meantime, don't forget, subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. Make sure you share the podcast on social media too. Join the ITL Army over on Patreon and follow us on Twitter at In This Ring and at Joe Pisa PS17. And follow him at Drake Fantasy as well. Brian Drake, always love talking wrestling with you, my friend. It's a great show, great insights. Again, was it the best Royal Rumble ever? No. Did it give me everything I needed? Yes. Gave me things I wanted and needed. I'm excited for the next four months, and I know you are, and I know everyone listening is as well. That'll do it for us, and that's the bottom line, because Joe P. said so. Give me what I want. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.